0: the
1: the whole extraterrestrial
2: thing is not uh, not a viable solution to this. We we need to go f- through a turning point in the study of of this
3: whole domain away from ideology. We're not here to prove that we're
2: being visited by you know aliens from this planet or that star. That may very well be true, but we have not done the basic
3: work.
0: Landis Hunch. That, the, um, that, this, that this phenomenon is, um, comes, from, comes from some sort of domain of pure information. And the fact that it can interact with us at all suggests
3: that, uh, that we inhabit a domain that's also pure information. Are we uh, in condition here? Today, we just launched the Ufology Tarot, which is something that uh, all of us have been planning for the past, whoa, God, what, a little over a year, guys? I'm here with... Uh, no, more. More, yeah. I'm here yeah, with... Yeah, I'd
0: say.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Miguel Romero, uh, David Metcalf, and Joshua Kutchen, who are all collaborators on this project and have been from the beginning. I think we had a group called the Right Brain Project, and we were th- trying to think of things to do, and I said, I had this idea a while ago to do a tarot project based on the UFOs, and everybody went, Wow, It was like throwing a switch.
2: But uh, I, uh, I'm checking the artwork of, for example, the Magician card, which was the first card I ever did, the one that obviously almost uh, uh, made or broke the deal. So if, if 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 I wasn't able to, if I didn't feel satisfied with how it turned out, I would have said no and I wouldn't, you know, back away from this project. But it uh, turned out uh, fairly good and people liked it, so I say, okay, I guess I'll, I'm to this. And if you see the the signature, it's uh, I think it's 2019. <laughs> oh so yeah, we, yeah. we, we began. We began discussing that project even before that. so I, I think that we started t- talking about this since at least 2018.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and I think, as Miguel said, he said, let, let me just uh, do something here and, and come up with something. And we, we discussed it. We We started doing this thing where we meet just about every week. Uh, and and talk about which card uh, we're going to do next. So we, we talked about um, Valet and what symbols would be associated with him, like you know a telescope. Well, he's an astronomer. A um, a computer disk, a diskette, like a, a five five inch floppy, like from the seventies, because that's when he started. You know, he started in the sixties. But um, and an alchemical symbol of the of the uh, um, alembic. And the the uh, Seder Square and the the Zener cards and there's even on uh, there's a little computer punch card if you look really carefully it says SRI on it. Um, whole bunch of other little things in there. The all the cards are filled with. I hear dogs and cats. <laughs> dogs and cats living together. <laughs> yeah, um, there are
5: there are some cats on some of the cards.
3: Yes, there are, but they're yes. they're they're just. They're and a like, dog too and a dog they're filled with easter eggs and symbolism everything just like the you know any tarot card you might see and it's not just you know where you have an image of like a person a lot of the tarot card sets i've seen will have you know a goddess or something like that but we've got you know as i've said in the video it's the first ufo book in quotes designed to deal directly with the subconscious because you're working with symbols and archetypes and all that and we thought that would help um, people with a personal connection to the UFO world uh, to what they're interested in, because that ultimately is, is the most important connection, is your most personal connection. I'm not really mm-hmm. asking questions, am I? It's just uh, <laughs> it's just we're excited to have the thing out there and in the world because we've all been so quiet about it for so long. Um, I, I told people that we're working on it, all, all the guys and Susan, um, this is a magical working, and in magical workings, you don't talk about the thing until it's done, until it, until you know, until it's out there, and it is out there now. So we're telling everybody what we're doing, why we did it, and um, yeah, you know how, although uh, what we what we hope to accomplish. Go ahead.
2: Although uh, we've been teasing uh, some of our work and our progress with uh, some key figures in ufology, so I know that you showed. The very first card to the one and only Jacques ballet But first, was kind of hesitant, like saying, ah, "I don't know if I want to be, you know, in a, in a tarot deck." But I think that uh, we managed to convince him.
3: Well, the first thing, I mean, I had this kind of short meeting with him because I really wanted his, you know, I had a chance to talk to him. So I went to where I was had the chance to talk to him and brought my my uh, iPad with a with the image on it and i said look we're planning to do this thing and he's you know he's a living person that's going to be on the cards and i wanted to make sure one that he was okay with it and two you know kind of how he felt about the project in general and so i showed it to him and he, he said he said i don't know about this and i in my brain i'm like okay that's it i guess we're not doing this project um, mm-hmm. We talked a, little, a couple more minutes and I said, You know, Heineck is the emperor. And he looked, he like stopped and looked at me and said, Heineck's the emperor? I said, Yeah. And he's, Oh, well, then it's okay, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of what made, made him change his mind. And then, you know, I contacted Whitley Strieber because we really wanted him in the card deck and he actually chose the figure he wanted to be. Um, at first he mm-hmm. said, Who should I be? I said, I don't know. He said, "How about the hanged man?" And I said, "That's kind of kind of victimizing yourself." And he said, "Yeah, you're right. I think I'd rather be the fool." And I thought, "Yes, that's it. you know." The whole group was like, "Yes, that's it." Um, mm-hmm. And you look at the you know look at the image that Miguel came up with, and it's he's perfect as the fool. He's walking off a cliff. He's going straight into this you know world that he walked into. Whatever you think about his story, but you know, for us, he walked into a world that was completely just like walking off a cliff. Leaving everything else behind. And, um, yeah, th- we thought that, that was that
0: nice and significant. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that becomes especially apparent because I just finished writing a, a whole chapter sort of looking at his, his post communion years, and he could have continued to ride that, uh, cat magic wolfen wave indefinitely, but he chose to, yeah, step off the cliff just like
3: this. Mm hmm. hmm. I'm looking at our, uh, our Kickstarter page, and in I think something like just under 45 minutes, we've raised $1,500. 1581 actually.
5: Yeah, so that, you know, and I think that that's the exciting thing about the project, is that you know, it goes to a, it's not as you kind of pointed out before, it's not just UFO themes tossed onto a tarot template. You know, there's a, a depth here, I think, that Goes beyond your kind of standard Oracle card deck, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and when you mention an, an Oracle deck, um, we've you know discussed it a little bit, and it's not really. And you know, Susan will add uh, a little bit later, but it's not basically. You know, I don't look at, at Tarot as as something where you lay cards out and tell somebody's future. That's that's basically you know that's the movie version of it. Um, what Tarot is to me and to us. Um, is more like self-examination. And so if you're interested in the UFO thing, the self-examination is very important. Um, And these cards, uh, it's almost like having just a randomization of -of out-of-the-box thinking um, inspired by um, the uh, Brian Eno um, oblique strategies deck that came out in the 1970s, which was basically a method for artists to, um, when they were stuck creatively, to start thinking in different ways and um the you know the, this 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 has been um you know th- this was the basis of a lot of the thinking that went into the ufology deck um present everybody with uh images and issues and archetypes from the world of ufos ufology witnesses all that and you know p- implant them in your subconscious and start mixing them and matching them and seeing what kind of uh, correspondences you come up with and it helps. I think it'll help people with uh, um, basically seeing things in a different way and being a lot more, I guess, uh, intimate with the subject in their in their subconscious. And that that will cause things to happen. We we know this because if you, if you have a problem, you go to sleep on it, or you stop thinking about it for a while, your subconscious just starts working on it and trying to think of you know and coming up with new ways and reaching into different areas that you wouldn't normally do if you were just consciously thinking about it. And that, that's a hope we have for these cards too, I think.
5: Yeah. And I think that's important right now with so much of the focus being on kind of official projects, you know, from the Galileo project at Harvard, um, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the government, the, the DOD focus on it, you know, it's very, the, the consciousness angle is kind of on the, the sidelines, you know, but I think this gives people an opportunity To have a tool you know um to you know kind of you know a a thinking tool a tool to to get the thoughts going like you said to kind of embed those archetypes and start to to approach the question from a different angle you Mm -hmm. know and and still be you know also familiarize with uh some of the history of the topic yeah you know this didn't just start in 2004 with some military uh videos you know, it's not just gun, gun camera footage. There's a whole depth of, of very human uh, interaction with this phenomena that I think is highlighted in the deck.
3: Yeah. And um, we're also producing other things along with it, uh, a whole set of uh, posters, 11 by 17 size, um, that can be framed, signed if you like, and a book, too. A little booklet comes with the, with the uh, deck, um, so that you have some kind of direction and background and what's going on with the cards. But then also a very nice like coffee table size book that Josh is kind of in charge of.
0: Yeah, I'm sort of uh, to to paraphrase uh, you writing heard on the written portions and um, just contributing. I think maybe
3: one of every like 10 of my suggestions finds their way into the cards, (laughs) but,
0: um,
3: well, that's, it's it's, all of us. We're all contributing uh, our little bit about like, well, what about this? I mean, we debate and go back and forth and we discuss each image very like for hours.
0: Yeah. And well, that's part of of the thing that I think is, it's a simultaneous joy and frustration with this project is that, Every card could be like five different researchers or five different things, mm-hmm. um, right? So you know, so it, it's it's kind of like just trying to siddle siddle sift <laughs> sift and winnow. <laughs> Siddle's a new word. Is trying to sift and winnow through all those ideas to think to find out what's the best cogent constellation of symbols around which figure that conveys the most meaning. So I'll be um, helping. Um, edit and corral all the different card descriptions and sort of, I guess, the buck stops with me with writing, I guess. But uh, that also brings us to the the book component of the project as well.
3: Yeah, it's like going to be eight and a half by 11, coffee table size book, full color, each of the images um, produced, uh, uh, you know, uh, filling up most of a page and then a thousand or two thousand words on each card, um, in in great detail about you know why they were picked, the history of that. So if you read it, it's like having basically a history of ufology book and a history of UFO book, but done in a way that uh, is presented you know on, on the cards as as symbols or as archetypes, as mm-hmm. we say. Um, and uh, like, I I, like I, the, I don't uh... think that's been done before, or if it has, it's not been in this detail.
5: It's like the ufology uh, version of A.E. Waite's book on the tarot.
3: Yes, yeah, more like it's an expl- explication of the tarot, but it's done through the lens of uh, UFOs. Um, which I think we've said this before. A couple of people have asked. So it's like you know, what? Why would you look at it in this way? And it's because the the right brain. I mean, sorry, the left brain has been used, uh, been applied to UFOs for over 50 years and we've gotten to a certain point and it is brought us to a wonderful point just as science has brought us to a wonderful point in the way we live our lives but there's also the other side of our brains the right brain which is concerned with uh, um, you know with the subconscious and creativity and uh, and non-linear thinking and there's a whole half of our brains that is not being applied to UFOs and we thought that this This was an important part of it because when people, you know, we've discussed this too, when witnesses uh, often, especially close encounter witnesses are affected, they're affected all the way through their beings to the, you know, not, not just the, you know, in a, in a practical way and like, well, our car stopped and, you know, the door was left open and we saw a light. No, I mean, they will, their whole life will change. And the only other thing we could think of that would change somebody's life in that way and and, and that kind of experience was art or an experience. You know, um, how many times have you heard a song or seen a movie or whatever that completely changed the way you thought about things? Um, And so when people say this is useless, it's like, well, then throw away all your records and don't go see any more movies and don't read any more fiction anymore. And don't go look at any paintings or sculpture or anything, because that is a whole part of life that is being ignored with uh, the study of UFOs. We think. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah well, but I- also it, it's important to point out that uh, these these cards are not just for you know professional tarot practitioners or even people who not professional but they are uh, you know deeply immersed in the use of uh, tarot cards. You know from the get go, me as an artist. I wanted to create something that would be of value to the person that, that acquires it, just merely as a, as a work of art. You know, that's why the reason why I have tried to dedicate myself and try to make the best artwork that I can make. You know, so the, even even someone who really is not that interested in tarot will be interested in purchasing just just as a work of art, of art and and Luckily, we will be able to, like, create bridges with this project, like people who are interested in ufology but not not that interested in tarot might get an interest in tarot as a result of acquiring these cards. And likewise, people who are part of the, you know, esoteric tarot community who might not be that steeped in ufology lore might learn a few things about these characters that we are uh, making a homage of and maybe more interested in learning more about ufology and you know what even someone who's not who is interested in ufo's but uh, as as a skeptic might still get a kick out of this you know because uh it's not that we are like validating ufo's as a phenomenon per se but definitely we are, we are highlighting the, the the social and cultural importance that ufology has had you know mm-hmm. in in, in The 20th century. Yeah. And beyond.
3: As we're talking, we're approaching (laughs) $2,000.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So to be clear, that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be people who still continue to contribute after the goal because...
3: Oh, no, we just launched, so everybody's very excited. It's just like doing any kind of project. Everybody gets excited at the beginning, and then everybody goes, oh, my God, there's no time at the end. So most of this is going to happen at the beginning of the end. But we're going to, you know, throughout the project, we will be uh, talking about it. Sorry.
0: the The reward tiers are very exciting and continue to... Uh, be fulfilled after the goal amount is reached. <clears throat> yeah,
5: and yeah. What, what exactly are the what are the the rewards that are being offered?
3: Okay, yeah, good question. We've got uh, digital prints of all the cards, as I said. Um, the actual deck itself, each deck is going to be hand numbered um, in I don't know, probably in gold or silver <laughs> uh, pen or something like that, um, either by Miguel or I or both. Uh, what we're planning to do is have Miguel come and visit me in Los Angeles after we get all the orders and do all this signing and all this stuff and um, get all the stuff out to people. Uh, large format book, coffee table size, eight and a half by 11, as we've described, that's $45. Um, uh, you can get a signed print of one of the digital, pr- of any card that you want, $50. Uh, uh, $60 is a, uh, a deck sign. So not only is it hand numbered, it will be signed by Miguel, signed by the artist. Um, $75 signed book, um, $150, all three deck print and book sign each, each level here. If, if we combine things, you save, you know, 20, 30, 50 or a hundred dollars or something by ordering them all together. If you want, um, $500 or more, um, you get the deck print and book sign. And I've done this. It's like everything at the $150 level plus, and this is de- uh, a book signed by all five people. um, uh, Miguel, David, Josh, myself, uh, and Susan Demeter. Uh, there's only 20 of those because I don't want to have to cart books all over the world or send them. Um, uh, Miguel pointed this out right before we went up here and a couple days ago, what if you want all the car, all the posters? Well, okay, that's $500. You can get every single poster and we'll probably add one where you can have all signed posters as well. Um, at a higher level, you can get your portrait done by Miguel. Um, he does portraits of people, uh, and he's done lots of them uh, for clients all over the world. Oh, somebody's already claimed one of those. <laughs> 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 can I? Yeah, I've got five of those because we didn't want to have to have Miguel like doing like portraits left and right at the end of the project. So, you know. Um, some of these may be delivered early just so that we can get them out of the way. But uh, yeah, we've got one of those. And then we've got the giant, like, we just thought, okay, let's just go all out and see what happens. We said pledge $5,000 or more total fanatic level deluxe treatment. Everything you got at a $1,000 level plus, uh, a signed book from each of the participants who have published books, like Josh will send you a copy of um, Trojan Feast signed, and I'll send you a copy of Project Beta signed, and Susan will send you a copy of uh, Cosmic Witch signed, or we'll get you know a couple copies of um, Reframing the Debate, which is where some of us met. Um, and you know, and get that signed. Plus, strangely enough, and I thought this was kind of funny—an artifact like a rock or soil or something from the location of a famous UFO, so UFO site, such as Giant Rock, Georgia Damski's first encounter, or Area 51, which I will pick up and and document and get a signed affidavit that I actually did it and just didn't pick up a rock out of my backyard. And... <laughs>
0: That's the, the dorkiest one and I love it so much. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, and the and the and the cherry on top of that all your premiums will be placed in the Integratron for a sound bath and spiritual charging. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go over to the Integratron with all this stuff, all your all your swag, your portrait, your all your cards, all your posters, the books, put them in a box and put them right in the center of the integratron and have them get a sound bath and, and, and be blessed. (laughs) So that's the, that's the, that's the insane level. We'll see if anybody actually picks that one up. That was just kind of a fantasy. What will we do if we were going to give somebody gave us $5,000? Well, all that stuff. So those are all the levels. Thanks for asking David. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we were gonna do a pop up on this. We're about twenty minutes into it. We got ten minutes left. Um, Miguel, why did you say that you wanted to do this artwork? Because it's a huge project. I mean, what? what <laughs> why did you just say? You well, think? yeah. Well, why not? You know, it's like it's it's it, it, it it's going to take over your life for the next few months.
2: Yeah. Uh. Well, one of the reasons why I was. Uh, Interested in becoming part part of something like this is because uh, as I became a, a more uh, vocal and more uh, you know exposed person in in the UFO community, you know, one of the first things that they start asking you once you have you know a, a handful of uh, podcast interviews under your belt is, when are you going to go and and, and, and write your own book? You know, like everybody was asking, when are you going to, you know, release your own book? And for the longest time, my, my, my customary answer is, I will write a book when I have something actually original to say about the UFO phenomenon, which hasn't actually been just uh, a regurgitation of what people have been saying for the last 70 years or so. And the thing is that once you think you you have actually come up with something original, uh, you realize if you open a, a, a 40 or 50 year old book, you know, from John Keel or, you know, Patrick Harper, or um, Jacques Vallée, whatever, mm-hmm. that those people actually came up with that even before you were born. It's like oh we're well, great, you know. So I have <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing really, nothing really to add to the to the awful pile. But then I realized, okay, uh, I know how to write, but I also know how to, you know, draw. You know, I'm 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 not I'm not really an artist uh, per se by training. Uh, what I did, uh, well, I studied industrial design in college, and then I, I, I dedicated myself to interior design for for the longest time, and then. After that, I got, I got more and more involved with, uh, with the, the UFO community. And as, a, and as a result of that, I began to use my you know, graphic design skills uh, in that community as well. The first time was when, when you, Greg, asked me to, to create the, the cover for your book, *The Five Language. And not only that, but I actually uh, illustrated the book. You know, and it, it was the first time that I realized mm, I can combine these two things, you know, in order to do something that maybe not not a lot of people can do, you know, because, yeah, I guess a lot of people can write. Maybe not a lot of people can write and draw. So when you in one of those salons came up with that, I was I was already thinking of, OK, maybe I'll, I'll be able to one day create like a graphic novel mm-hmm. you know, about ufology something something that a lot of people said that it was a lot of work you know but i was still intrigued by it and when you c- came up with the idea of the ufology terror, i said okay so okay this is not will be a a graphic novel per se because there's like you know text balloons and whatever but in a way it is kind of like a it is it is a graphical history of ufology you know that we're presenting in a in a in a way so i felt okay this is this is novel this is original. Nobody has done this before, like you pointed out. There's, yeah, there's a couple of UFO tarot decks somewhere, you know, that I've seen them, but it, they are just using the UFO phenomenon, but they're not focusing on ufology as a, as a field of research and the people who have come in and out of that field of research. And that's why I say, okay, this is my chance to actually contribute and do something original, Lasting and that hopefully will you know people will get to enjoy.
3: Yeah, and that's uh, I couldn't think of anybody else. I mean, I was I was kind of hoping that I think he volunteered himself, and I was hoping he would say that because <laughs> I was corral-
2: I, I was kind of corralled <laughs> into it, and I like I said I hesitantly acquiesced once because at first I I, I thought I don't have the the artistic know-how, <laughs> yeah. know how you know chops to actually pull this off yeah well you didn't think that when you did the book
3: cover either and i said just just do it everything you've showed me looks amazing so you know right miguel has this to me has this ability to take an idea like an idea that would take you a book or you know paragraphs and paragraphs to describe and encode it in an in an image and that that's really rare to me and so that's what's Mm -hmm. happening in in this deck on kind of on a meta level um, and I think yeah. people already recognize yeah. that if, as we've seen with the, so many people have pledged already. It was, re, it's, it's really cool to see that. Um, and, uh, David joined really early on just because, um, uh, he knows, I mean, he was, I think he was getting more interested in ufology, but he was also getting interested in the, in the background of it and not just the, you know, what do you call it, David? The, 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 the pop ufology or the, the, the stuff that, that you know, um, that uh, the media picks up on, etc. There's a whole undercurrent of this. There's a whole back background of ufology and UFOs that people don't really talk about much, and it's hard to describe to people.
5: Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, I, I think the exciting thing for me with the project is that it is such a kind of multi-modality object, you know, and as I look at my shelf of, of books on UFOs, um, I think one of the things that's sort of missing from the current, uh, you know, sort of media push on it is the fun and sort of creativity that existed, you know, from the very beginning. Um, You know, most of the books that were published, even Jacques Vallée's Anatomy of a Phenomena, you know, they were published by pulp authors, and they were published for people, you know, for the public. Mm-hmm. to engage with, you know, and it's a very public discussion. And I think that, you know, with the, the popularity of tarot and, you know, with tarot as a tool, um, I think that this really will help to open up that discussion again and bring it to a different level. You know, that I think it's really necessary right now because of the the media push and the sort of official interest in the topic. I think it's important to maintain A knowledge of the history which this provides in a really interesting interactive way and also to provide something that you know it's fun it's it's something that's fun to interact with and miguel's art is just incredible and evocative and um you know i mean the the cards that have been designed really highlight that you know and i you know i know that uh valet and streber both when they saw their cards they loved it you know, and I think that's part of it too, is just that kind of, uh, Miguel mentioned kind of like an homage to these people, you know, so much effort has been put in and it, for those people that, um, have sort of risen in the, the loose, the loose field of ufology, like that there's a, a personal cost and there's a, you know, there's not just in terms of what, you know, effort and time and, and focus put in on it, but, you know, there's been a lot of sacrifices, and I think it's an awesome way to sort of honor that and explore that, you know.
3: hmm Yeah, you mentioned that people reacting to it. I showed the Heineck card to Paul Heineck, um, uh, uh, Jay and Heineck's son, and I didn't tell him what it was. I said, hey, we're working on an art project. Um, we're using an image of your dad. Is that okay? And he looked at it, and he said, I, I remember exactly what he said. I don't know what that is, but I want one when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Look, my father's a, pu- a public figure, and you—you know—but basically, you can do what you want with a public figure that's passed away, um, as long as you're not being nasty. And we're not going to be nasty with anybody. We'll—we'll we'll gently poke fun at a few people, as you can see that the um, on Druffel's card, we—we <laughs> we had some discussion. We finally decided, and because on the actual on the right or weight card, there is a lion." And so we had, uh, and Ruffield's like, well, who should be the lion that is being that is being stri- you know silenced by strength? Well, the lion, the biggest roaring lion at the time was Phil Class. And so Miguel is a very deftly put Phil Class's face in there. He almost looks embarrassed. And um, and you
2: were the one who suggested that we kind of like put it like the scaredy lion of the Wizard of Oz.
3: Yeah, the Cowardly Lion, from the from the movie, he's got these like big long curls. They're very iconic when you look at pictures of Burt, was it Burt Lahr? Yeah, as, as the Cowardly Lion. And uh, Ima <laughs> reproduced those nice big long curls of the Cowardly Lion. So not only is the, he the lion, he's also encoded as the Cowardly Lion with a big roar, but not too much behind it. <laughs> um hmm uh, and, and Josh got involved very early on, right. You know, he was in, he was in the, the right brain group as well. Um, and just, you know, he was in a, another of our group that said, yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, from, from your perspective, Josh, I mean, why, why did you say, you know, why did that charge go through you?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's a group of people that I enjoy being around. That's probably first and foremost. Um, but You know, there's also this aspect to this that I'm really finding rewarding, which is, yes, I know a good bit about the lives and literally appearance of people like, you know, Streber or Valet. But also, you know, I I go through all these books and I'm familiar with these personalities and their writings, but to have an image of them in in my head and kind of um, have like an image of the cards in my head to accompany them I think is kind of like a useful shorthand for being able to approach the topic in the future. So now like when I think of Ann Druffle, you know, whose work I've cited, I have this entire uh, sort of background on her encoded in the card that I can go, Oh, Ann Druffle. you know, um, you know, class was adversarial to her, to Hunga Canyon, all this stuff is encoded in the card. So it's kind of almost like, I don't want to say it's quite like a memory palace sort of thing, but it kind of serves that same way, that same purpose of sort of, encoding these people's lives so that I have a greater context within to put them in ufology. And I think that's super helpful that, and you know, I think the reason that I've been so drawn to UFOs to begin with is because of that sort of symbolic aspect to the phenomena. And I really do dig movies that are about something else under the surface, you know? So like something like I think about, you know, us, a, a movie that not us, but, uh, sorry, get out rather. Um, you know, yes, it's this sci-fi concept of you know <clears throat> these suburban white people taking over African Americans' bodies, but it's also not about that. Like the movie's not about that literal thing happening. It's about right. so much more. So really, I, I find that sort of, I find anything that operates on two layers like that to be really compelling, and I think that's a big part of that I, a big reason why I remain enthusiastic about this.
3: All right. um, We're at about half an hour here. So maybe we'll um, stop and we'll continue in another week or two with another show. And then we're also we're out almost to $3,000 at this point. (laughs) We've been up for less than an hour, I believe.
0: Yeah,
3: and to put this in the context of people who
0: have been listening, this isn't us like stapl- steepling our fingers, right? It's it's not like we're, we're we're excited about it from that respect. It's just it's gratifying to see something that has been uh, so exactly. so quiet and has been working has been work, has been worked on for so long without any sort of feedback to actually get some yeah. feedback is really gratifying.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, I the, think ben, go ahead. Are, are, are um, showing the same enthusiasm about this as as us like for the longest time i really thought okay this 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 project is going to be too niche for people to care and i, and I told that to Greg. Let's say, i feel uh, I mean, you know pretty niche. So, <laughs> it's still pretty yeah, niche. no it's really niche but I, I for the longest time i i, I really uh, worried that this you know was going to be a complete failure and then I started to showing uh, the things uh, to other people. You know, some of the people who gave us their, their quotes, like Rick Newkirk and John Altieri, who have already pledged, by the way. And and they, sh- they the enthusiasm they showed to me really really reassured me. I said, okay, so maybe maybe we really are on the right track, and we haven't you know just hours and hours of of work doing something that nobody will really
5: be interested in yeah, and I think it's really exciting. I mean, it's exciting because it's so different, you know, um, to mm-hmm. see this be able to go out and to see people uh, excited for it. It's awesome because it you know it kind of gives hope to move past um, kind of the the binary this is real, this isn't real um, conversation and to really embrace, you know, like I said before, what what sort of you know has brought the the UFO to this point in time, which is, an engagement and an enjoyment of, of the topic, you know, I mean, um, I think that there's there's a creativity that can be seen that, that's sometimes lacking what's, what's happening right now. And so it's really cool to see people jumping on immediately and embracing that, you know, and again, uh, celebrating the really incredible way that Miguel's art has been able to capture um, sort of the spirit of these figures in UFOlogy.
3: Yeah. Okay. So we'll do mm-hmm. some more. Thank you, David. Yeah. We'll do some more shows on this and maybe specifically on the uh, iconography of the, the cards that have been done. Maybe a few of the ideas of uh, what's coming up. And also, as the project goes ahead, and we've all discussed this, um, updates as the new cards and the new images are being created, we will... Put those up so that people can see them and see you know, see what what's coming up and then eventually have the nice actual cards in their hands which they can use. And thank you, Miguel, David, and Josh so much for talking about it for a little bit and everybody that's oh it's even it's at twenty nine hundred dollars right now. It changed just as I was saying that. So thank you so much to <laughs> everybody that's backed it so far. And we'll be talking to all you guys soon. Thank you. Bye everyone. You. All right. Ufology! Woo! <laughs> Ufology, Tarot! <laughs> Thanks. Eight,
4: seven, six, five, four, three, two, one! Come and take a trip in my rocket ship. We'll have a lovely afternoon. Kiss the world goodbye, and away we fly. Destination Moon. Travel fast as light Till we're lost from sight The earth is like a toy balloon What a thrill you get Riding on a jet Destination moon We'll go up, 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 up Straight to the moon we two High in the starry blue I'll be out of this world with you So away we steal in a will be a supersonic honeymoon Leave your cares below, pull the switch, let's go Destination moon Into the Milky Way, we'll wonder why we watch the folks down yonder road We're gonna have a lovely afternoon On the highest constellation We'll look out across the nation Cause the earth is like a tiny toy balloon We'll go up, 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 up Straight to the moon, we two High in the starry blue I'll be out of this world with you so away we steal in a space mobile, a supersonic honey moon. Leave your cares below, pull the switch, let's go. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Destination moon.